Hello everyone, I'm Bettina and we're back with season 5 of NRI Woman, the show where we chat with amazing women of Indian origin living across the world. We hope all of you, our listeners, are happy and well. And I'm Nanora. It's been an unusual year so far. The world around us and the world inside us has changed in a way that none of us could have imagined. It's still early to gauge the overall impact of the coronavirus. However, we can be sure that it's an event that has reshaped the whole world. Agni Modi Sarkar, our guest today from New Jersey, now joins the ranks of professionals across the world impacted by COVID-19. Her maternity leave turned into a furlough, which then led to a layoff. There is a silver lining though. She can now focus on building and growing Modi Toys, the company she co-founded with her brother Viral in 2018. Modi Toys is the maker of the extremely popular and super cute baby Ganesha and baby Hanuman plush toys. The idea to make these came in an unexpected moment. When my daughter was born and I saw my mom with her and I saw the way that, you know, she was just kind of like interacting with her and playing with her and, and just the way she was with her, it made me realize how different of a generation that we live in now. You know, my mom, like she would sing these like these mantras to her and like of course she's like like two months old has no idea what like what, what my mom or anyone is saying for that matter. But just the fact that that's something that just came so naturally to her, like that's how she thought to like engage with her. I realized like, wow, like that's not the way I would have thought to naturally engage with my daughter or even my granddaughter for that matter. And there was something about that interaction that I think that really made me a little sad. Almost, it was like a bittersweet moment because I thought like, my goodness, like what's going to happen like once that generation goes away and like I become the oldest generation in our family, right? And and all these teachings and that they have that our parent generation have, like they're just going to be like gone with them forever. And that's kind of, I, th- I think that idea sort of started formulating both in me and my brother's minds, like right around the time that we became parents. But it was, I think the whole um, idea of like seeing our our own mom, like with our daughters and like just seeing how they interact with them in such a different, but in a really meaningful manner. And we wanted to find a way to kind of pass their teachings on to our, our kids, but like in a really fun, simple, subtle manner. like. You know, how do you how do you teach like a two month old anything? Like what's like the one thing that they're surrounded by from the time that they're born and it's toys. So we thought, well, what if we can kind of bring the best of both worlds? Like, you know, you take toys and you take whatever it is that you want to teach them and you kind of mesh them together and like what would that look like? That vision came to life in the form of a sketch for their first plush toy, a baby Ganesha. The next step was to bring that sketch to life. So we took our hand-illustrated prototype, or not even prototype, sketch to a manufacturer to see if they could create a prototype for us. So they took that illustration, they turned it into a 3D rendering. And when we saw the 3D rendering, we actually were really pleasantly surprised. We are like, you know what, this actually really does look really cute. Like, it's not offensive. And and that was um, a big point for us, a big factor for us, because when we had done our research and we did come across what was existing in the market. The plush versions of Baby Ganesh that we saw were, I I think those makers were trying to 
be really accurate in their in their depiction. Like you know, the toys had multiple arms and had it. it the, the features it had just were not very aesthetically pleasing, especially I think for a, a, a child's toy. Um, so we weren't really focused heavily on accuracy. We wanted to make sure that it was accurate enough, but also really cute. That you know, anyone that sees it, whether it's a child or their parents, their initial reaction would be like, "Oh, this is adorable." Armed with the 3D render, they went on to build a prototype of the toy. A year after Avni and Viral started with the nebulous idea, the first Modi toy was in their hand. Naming their company Modi Toys was an easy choice. As a family-owned small business, they decided what better way to honor their lineage than to use their surname. My parents emigrated to America back in the early 90s and the reason why they decided to leave India is because just of some, you know, family drama, I guess for lack of a better word. So, it was my dad's friend who who sponsored my dad. He came here in 1990 and then in 1992 the rest of us joined my my dad when he, you know, had settled down enough like to save some money and you know get an apartment for us but my parents don't go to college here so they were very much indian i would say um in their in their um in how they raised us and how they brought us up in their outlook so my brothers and i we grew up in a very indian <laughs> typical indian household i don't think they were intentionally trying to like to keep us in touch with our culture but it's just something that became very much the norm for us like we grew up just embracing all things indian culture whether it was like with the things we ate or things we watched or the places we went to it was just such a, an integral part of our identity that we never once thought about like oh am i indian am i american like i always just felt very much indian no matter where i went And now Afni through Modi Toys provides a similar opportunity a way for others to maintain and pass on their culture. When she saw the prototype, Afni knew there was something special, but her background in marketing meant she was not going to be swayed by her feelings and decided to do some research to see if the idea had legs. That's when I took up just like I took a photo of my daughters like sitting on a couch like holding the baby Ganesh and I posted it on our local Facebook mommies group. And um and this mommy's group is in like an Indian group necessarily it's just like a local group to where I live and I asked a just a very basic question I said hey my brother and I are kind of playing around with this idea for this toy which sings um some mantras uh you know would you you know would you be interested like if you had a child like would this is something that you would buy or how old are your kids if they play with plush toys you know what would make this like really meaningful for you guys like to to purchase and through that ch- uh, through that posting i actually heard from the founder of this other children's company called little nomad and she actually appeared on shark tank so i recognized her instantly and i was like oh my gosh like i felt like i was talking to a celebrity <laughs> when she reached out and um she was very kind enough to um jump on a call with me and and just give me some basic um pointers on how to get started with our company one of them being you know just get a landing page up if not a whole website just get at least a landing page up where people can drop in their name and their email address because you will need to create a waitlist when you launch and that was one of the the best advice that I had gotten because I don't know if I would have thought to do that and her second advice was like in order to build out your waitlist join as many 
mommy groups on Facebook as you can. They don't have to be limited to where you live. They can be literally any mommy groups around the world. Avni took that advice and had almost 2000 names on the wait list, which gave them a great head start when they launched with the Baby Ganesha collection. We want to be obviously really conservative in our risks um in how many we actually produce in our initial batch. But surprisingly, even with like the 4000 that we produced, we sold out of those in within 2 months, which is like way sooner than we anticipated because we thought like okay if we're launching in August this will hopefully last us through the holiday season like through December but by September we were sold out of of our entire inventory so that's what really kind of snowballed us into into the success that we had because people you know once kind of words words started to spread people were like oh my gosh like I want to get my hands on it and then so when we relaunched again in November of 2018 We sold out even sooner. We sold out of our second batch in two hours, and then our third batch in one hour. So, I, I mean, I don't even think my brother and I could have anticipated the kind of excitement that that people were just sort of like the the, the buzz that had been created amongst people. Like, you know, because we weren't spending any money on advertising; it, it was all just purely through like Instagram and, and a little bit of Facebook. But um, the so much hype had been built up between the time like you know we actually launched in august through like december that um i mean honestly like word of mouth is what really helped propel us to to where we got to it's hard to predict what may work and what might not neither afni nor viral had a background in the toy business and yet they have managed to carve out a niche for themselves in a super competitive landscape which afni acknowledges very humbly I don't really know um how to define success um uh, because we don't really have a base of comparison but I will say that I'm really proud and grateful for the success that we have had so far. You know, for example, this was our first year running a Black Friday holiday sale. Um last year when we first launched, we were unable to do so because we could barely like keep up with inventory at the time, but this year we did it for the first time and in doing so we also at the onset committed to donating 10% of our entire holiday sales to the Desai Foundation which is a foundation that's based out of here and I and, and because I I'm personally familiar with the work that they've done in India to help empower women I was very proud to support them as very excited to support them So I I told them at the very onset I was like look I don't know how much I'm going to be able to donate to you guys but I'm I'm excited to to just be able to donate something and they were obviously very um you know grateful as well and when I ended up donating $2500 I think we were all shocked <laughs> because we again like I thought like maybe I'll like, I'll donate like maybe 4 or 500 and and that was pretty much it so I'm very grateful for the fact that you know people turn to us when they think of like holiday shopping and and so now we've set a benchmark for how we want to perform next year and the year after and and really every year thereafter and I, i'm just excited to to continue pushing out and launching even more collections so you know we launched baby ganesh collection in 2018 and then we launched the baby hanuman collection in october 2019 Every startup has its challenges and there's so much uncertainty. Avni believes there are so many things they could have done better. For example, managing their inventory. 
She knows though that these are minor things and as they continue to grow, they will get better. The one thing she's confident about is setting up the company with a co-founder. And my biggest advice to anyone that ever asks for it is, you know, have a co-founder if possible, mainly because no one person no one entrepreneur is going to have every single skill that's required to run a business successfully. You know, the skills that my brother has to run operations for everything from talking with manufacturers and lawyers and dealing with like shipping logistics, that's the kind of stuff that bores me. And honestly, like I would probably like procrastinate in doing it because I, I, I just, you know, it's nothing that appeals to me. But whereas like marketing and like figuring out how to, you know, find these opportunities to collaborate with, with other brands and other influencers, how to grow our sales, like that's the part that excites me about our business. And that's the part that I, I am good at. And I think if we had to reverse our roles, we would probably be in shambles because, we, you know, I can't do what he does and he can't do what I do as well as we do it ourselves. Building a generational brand has brought into focus the idea of maintaining and passing on Indian culture. Afni wanted her children to be aware of their roots and hopefully someday appreciate it as she does. I mean, when we first started Modi Toys, uh, we wanted to do it as a way to preserve our culture and pass down our, our culture to our children. And really more than anything, we want to just really find a way to spark curiosity in children about their Indian roots. Because we realized that, you know, we're not going to teach them everything there is to be taught from a young age. But if we can at least like, you know, spark that fire in them, that makes them like wonder, like, what is this? Or why, what does this mean? Like, what does this mantra mean? Or like, why do we recite it? Who is this God? Like, what does he symbolize? If we can even just get them to kind of start thinking along those lines, I think we've done our job as a parent because the one thing that we don't want to do is raise children who are ignorant, especially ignorant or dismissive of our culture, right? Because if you think about it, like our parents, they were like 100% Indian, right? Like maybe like maybe with 5% like of them like adapting to their American lifestyle. Whereas like now in our generation, I would say like, you know, we consider ourselves like 50-50 or maybe like 60-40 where we're still very much Indian because we can, you know, speak our language. We still eat Indian food predominantly. Um, we still watch Bollywood movies all the time and we listen to Bollywood songs and stuff. But I wonder what that's going to look like for our children's generation. Like, are they going to even be able to speak their mother tongue fluently? Are they even going to appreciate, like, you know, the spice tolerance of Indian food? Are they going to want to listen to Indian music? Just things like that. And, and that's what kind of, I think, like, struck fear in us, like me and my brother. And there are so many, I'm, I'm so glad to see that there are so many brands out there that are taking an active part in ensuring that our culture does not get lost. I mean, I see, you know, brands out there that are trying to reinforce our language, that are trying to teach Indian cultural dance to, to kids from a young age. And these are all great ways like to make sure that our culture does not get lost with the next generation. And it's the same way with, with our toys, right? I mean, we're not saying that our toys are going to fix everything. They're not going to like be the, the one-stop shop for all of your needs for for ensuring your, your kids learn about their culture, but it's a way to at least start the conversation. 
And Avni has started a conversation which extends beyond culture to offering solace, hope, strength and happiness. Before COVID began this year, Avni worked on Modi Toys as a side hustle. She knew she'd have to give up a full-time job someday to give Modi Toys the focus it deserved. Still, that day came sooner than she wanted or expected. Roald Dahl said, "And above all, watch with glittering eyes the whole world around you because the greatest secrets are always hidden in the most unlikely places. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it." Here's hoping Abni finds the magic she's been able to bring to many. I'm Bettina and I'm Nanora. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you'll join us again for our episode next week. We can be found at nriwoman.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Just look for NRI Woman. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri_woman. You can also follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook at NRI Woman Podcast. Please help us spread the stories of these amazing women by sharing it with your family and friends. Our featured fellow podcaster is Token Skeptic, hosted and produced by Kylie Sturgess, award-winning blogger, writer, and internationally traveling educator. Tune into the Token Skeptic for a slightly more skeptical look at stories in the news, urban legends, good science, pseudoscience, and what makes popular culture pop. This podcast can be found on most podcast listening platforms and across all social media. I'm Carly Sturgis, the host of the Token Skeptic podcast. Since 2006, I've been interviewing people from around the world, scientists, comedians, artists and activists, and some of them you might even recognize. The powers of the of the placebo are so strong that uh, maybe it's wrong of us to to, to mock. Uh, and we happened to be in London around the time because we were shooting for the war and everything and we basically made our own little sign you know entreating the the London commuters to bow down to the uh, the dark lord satan uh, just to try and even out some of them you might like to get to know better after hearing them on the show reading into effect the years have been interested in the concept of, of science philosophy and how pseudoscience works It's then very easy for people to just, you know, throw us away and say, "Well, you don't have a heart or you're, you know, you're closed-minded or, you know, and and so and the origin of the universe and the meaning of life and that kind of thing because um, it's very real life music, a lot of real experiences, a lot of uh, vulnerable topics, but at the same time some very silly things. Like one song is actually about Windows Vista. I'm wondering how I can finish this off now. Let's let's break something. <laughs> let's break something. Here. What well, the hell? Well, we'll finish it off kind of like good news week does. The Token Skeptic podcast is a fortnightly online interview show that takes a slightly more skeptical look at the world around us. Head to tokenskeptic.org. NRI Woman episodes come out every Monday, so make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. next week on NRI Woman. It almost feels like no one is satisfied with the way that they look and that was a very odd thing for me to realize at such a young age where it's like well people who are like me who are of Indian descent or who are from India 
you know, they don't like their dark skin, or it seems like they don't like their dark skin, even if it's just slightly tanned. And people uh, who are from the U.S. who have lighter skin, or people from around the world who have much lighter skin, it felt like they just wanted to become darker. It just felt like they wanted to become more tan. So it was such a weird experience when I was uh, like first starting to realize this sort of cognitive dissonance of like no, ma it seems like no matter what skin color you have, it's just not good enough. <laughs>